0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Alright, hello and welcome back to the Minnesota Twins SB Nation podcast. If you've listened to this podcast before, you're probably wondering why I'm doing the introduction. Well, because I've never done it before. Matt has decided to move on from the podcast and focus on other things, but we still love him here on this podcast, so go go give him a follow on Twitter, at Matthew underscore Twins. It's all good, I'll just be handling this by myself now. Now, since this is my first time ever recording, this should be interesting. I usually just kind of sit back, let him do all the hard stuff, and then it gets posted on the things. But here we go, I guess. See if this even works. So don't get on me too much if this all sounds just weird. Alright, let's get right into it. So baseball's back. The Minnesota Twins had their opening day yesterday. Finally, July 24th. A lot later than we all expected, but it went great. Twins got the win. 10-5 10-5 over the Chicago White Sox, Barrios got the start. Didn't do too well, went just four innings, giving up seven hits, five earned runs, just one strikeout, which was a bit of a shock. He definitely did not have his best stuff all game long. Luckily for the Twins, neither did their their starter, Lucas Giolito, who was only able to go 3.2. Obviously, Barrios had a better start if he was able to go that four innings. G- yeah, Giolito went 3.2, giving up seven earned runs, th- walking three, and striking out three. So not a good day for either twin, either starter. So it looks like the hitters are obviously ahead to start the season. So the sixty-game schedule, which has been placed in for this year, is starting around the league. Twins are one zero, and yeah, obviously the White Sox are zero one. So let's get right into it for today's three Twins topics. All right, the bats got right back on track from last season. You know when they were the best hitting team in baseball potentially. So Max Kepler. Steps up to the plate, first inning, first pitch of the season. Bombs went out to right field, you just gotta love it. He comes up later, second inning, It's another one. Just In his first two at-bats of the season, Kepler has two home runs. Polon- Jorge Polanco, Luis Arise, and Jake Cave each drove in two. Pretty clutch runs, Polanco with the bases loaded single. Jake Cave with the first inning, two run single to put the Twins up 4-0, to zero, which would later prove to be very key runs, of course. And then Luis arrives late with the two run single and drive in Cruz and Rosario put the twins up ten to five and officially put the game away. So all three all four of those guys had a big night. So good on them. And then you know, they scored ten runs despite Miguel Snow, Mitch Garver, and Josh Donaldson combining for over ten with five strikeouts. You know, that happens. Those three guys go over ten. The twins scored ten runs. Just imagine if they were on their game. It's kinda crazy. And just today the twins face a crafty lefty, so that should be fun. So yeah, moving on, the White Sox obviously are not going to go quietly like they did last season. Yon Moncada and Luis Roberts are extremely scary. Uh, Moncada obviously stepped up to the plate, down three, and tied the game, which was just a gut punch to us all after thinking, when are we going to have this in the bag pretty easily? Nope, they're not, these White Sox team is different than last year. They may not be great, but they're good. Roberts is going to be, I mean, people are comparing him to Mike Trout, I'm not going to go that far, obviously, but he... His first hit of his career went 115 miles per hour. That's just insane. You don't see that ever. So those two are going to be scary in the division forever. Luckily, the pitching for the White Sox did not hold up. Also, Yasmani Grandal and Edwin Encarnacion will probably haunt the Twins for a long time. Especially this season, because I don't know how old Edwin is, but he's been around forever. and He's one of the biggest Twins killers we have. Of course, they also have Tim Anderson, who went 2-for-5. And, of course, Moncada did go 3-for-5 with three runs batted in, which all came on his three-run bomb in that one inning. Eloy Jimenez will also be a scary force in the middle there. He went 2-for-3, and Robert in his debut went 2-for-4. A lot of guys in there you just don't want to see on a nightly basis, and if the Twins didn't have such a good lineup, I'd be a lot more scared of this team. But, alas, they do. Moving on with the White Sox and how they're going to be a pretty good team. They've got a solid bullpen out there. They've got Evan Marshall, they've got Jace Fry. Marshall actually had a two four nine ERA last year, so he was obviously very solid for them, and will likely continue to be this year. So keep an eye on those guys for Chicago. They've got Cordero, they've got Aaron Bummer, Kelvin Herrera, and they didn't even have to throw up Alex Colomay or a C-check tonight. So yeah, they'll be throwing both of those guys tonight. It looks or today actually, you got an afternoon game today, and yeah, the White Sox bullpen is right up there. The one thing. Concerning with the White Sox is, will their rotation be able to hold up? We all know about Lucas Giolito, but behind him, they have the crafty lefty, Dallas Keuchel, and then and then behind him, they have Reynaldo Lopez, Dylan Cease, and Carlos Rodon. Yeah, that's nothing I'm too scared of, as they've been looking for Lopez to break out for quite a few years now. Rodon, Cease, and they could be good, they could be fine, but, you know, they're not going to be anything great here. They're just guys out there, so... Yeah, I'm not too scared, especially with Dallas. I mean, even Dallas Keuchel, they're paying him 17 mil a year. And he's a lefty he's going to throw 88 miles per hour today. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're hoping to get there because the Twins might go score 15 on him today. Or they might go score two because that's just the way things tend to go sometimes. But it is what it is. Moving on, the uh, Twins bullpen last night was probably the store that they kind of stole the show at the end. They went five innings, gave up zero earned runs, and had seven total strikeouts. And that's all without Taylor Rogers and Sergio Romo pitching. The Twins bullpen yesterday started with Trevor May in the fifth inning. Moved on to Tyler Clippard in the next inning, Duffy for the next inning, and then Stashek to close it out in the last two innings. May had one strikeout, Clippard had one strikeout, Duffy had two, and then Stashek had three over his two innings. They allowed a total of just two hits, and they really just shut the door on the White Sox' chances of coming back. It was good. Justin Morneau no pointed this out on the broadcast. It was good to see the White Sox could hit against Jose Barrios, and then just to show that the bullpen was capable against a very good hitting team. Of course, you never want Jose Barrios to get hit like that and hopefully he can bounce back in his next start, which I think he will. He's he's a pretty good pitcher out there, so. I mean, he's already in his mid-season slide, I guess, so that's kind of disappointing. But it is July for him, so it is what it is. And remember Zach Littell, Sergio Romo, Taylor Rogers were not even used, so. They will be utilized today as well, just like the White Sox couple of pitchers. Uh, May and Duffy both look great, just like they did last year. If you remember, they kind of just both emerged in the middle of the season and took off, m- meeting, like, matching right up with Taylor Rodgers, uh, inning for inning last year. is kind of insane. And then Stashek and Clippard. Clippard was signed this offseason. He could be key to the Twins' success, obviously, and he's great for adding depth. The depth that was going to be here for a 162-game season is now just here for 60 games, and obviously... The Twins have some of the best bullpen depth in the league. And Cody Stashak, just the. He got a taste of the big leagues last year. He looked really good. And now he's prove, he's still proving that he's here to stay. And you gotta love it with that guy. And a bit of an interesting fact on Stashak. Uh, his strikeout to walk ratio at 28 is now the second highest in MLB history. Of course, minimum 20 innings pitched. Behind only Burt Doerr, who put up a 34 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio in his lone career. Thanks to Matthew Taylor and Andrew Therese of Twins Daily for giving me that fact on Twitter. Go give them both a follow. Moving on, just some other notes for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Byron Buxton, you probably noticed, did not play yesterday. He is in Chicago. He drove up there before the game last night. He wanted to be there on opening day and for the pregame ceremonies. He is in Chicago, but he will not be playing this series, it doesn't look like. And today, uh, Max Kepler is in center with Marwin Gonzalez in right. Yesterday, it was Jake Cave in center with Max Kepler in right. they will rotate those guys around until Buxton's ready to go. Rich Hill, you probably saw, was pushed back. His start was pushed back. There was no injury concern. It was just for precautionary reasons to put him back in his original spot. So now the rotations for the Twins will look like Dobnak today. on sunday and then it looks like we'll have rich hill or someone like uh, thorpe smeltzer anyone else that would fill in on sunday and then off day monday tuesday it'll be either be rich hill or one of those guys depending on where they want to slot in rich hill with and especially because jaco de is still hurt so right now it's looking like twins five will be burrios um burrios uh Dobnak, maeda Bailey, I don't know who they want their fourth guy to be, whether it be Bailey, Thorpe, Smeltzer, one of those guys. And then Rich Hill, obviously, slotting in at the end there. So, yeah, he's healthy. The Twins just wanted to keep him in his in his original spot, just to keep him fresh and ready to go, because he's 40 years old. So, you know, I'd love to see him pitch the season. I think he'll do great, but keep him as fresh as he can, obviously, especially in a 60-game season. This one's a sprint. I'm excited to see how he does. So that kinda of wraps up this short podcast. This is more of a test for me than anything. This is my first time doing anything for myself. Let me know what you thought. My Twitter is car uh, at Coop Carlson C O O P C A R L S O N. Let me know on there and yeah, contact me. I thought this went alright. Still a bit weird not pausing and listening to Matt talk for a while, because he was really good at that. I could just sit back and he'd talk for twenty minutes, start yelling about something. But, yeah, i got to do this all by myself. Get went all right. So, we're going to end this here. Thank you for listening. And, yeah, have a good day. Go Twins. Also, I'm not yet sure how often I intend to do one of these. Or just a podcast now, with just by myself. Probably won't stick to the Sunday night schedule. I will update everyone soon on how often I plan to do podcasts. Might do three a week, might do five, might do one. Who knows? I'll let you know. Thanks for listening, and have a good day. Let's go Twins.